0: Everyone, this is Allison Bossard, scavenger and host of Thrifty Times Podcast, a show for anyone interested in finding bargains for as little as a dollar and flipping them for a profit. It's about upcycling, recycling, repurposing, and finding unique ways to make and save money. Thrifty Times call for thrifty measures. Today on episode 13, I'm talking about preparing for a move and the costs involved. Not to mention a lot of coordination. But first, I have an update on my credit score. As you heard in the last episode, due to a Hyundai Motor Finance screw-up in failing to close out my account properly, my credit score took a free fall and dropped from 816 down to 709. Over the course of a few weeks, I made calls to the credit reporting agency, as well as Hyundai, and wrote them a snail mail letter per their request. In that time, my score inched up to 715. I received a letter from Hyundai confirming they had now closed my account. It only took four months. With no apology, nothing. On December 30th, I received an email from my credit card company alerting me that my credit score had once again changed. I was a little nervous about opening that email, but was very pleased to see my score had moved back up to 816. Remember, you have to be in charge and keep a sharp eye on all your finances. Now, let me tell you about some sales over the last few weeks. I was a very lucky seller in that I only had one item delayed in transit. I had heard horror stories over the holiday season about shipping delays of up to a month. Where are we, Venezuela? I sold a set of eight Pottery Barn ceramic coasters. Each one of the coasters had Santa's reindeer depicted on them. A buyer in North Carolina bought the set, then immediately sent me a panicked message saying that she was worried they wouldn't arrive by December 22nd. I told her that I would bring the box to the post office first thing in the, the next morning. I took pictures of the box as I was placing it into the outgoing package depository. We both tracked the package as it made its way across the country. In 4 days, it was delivered, and the buyer contacted me that she was so happy the package made it on time. She also said, I packed it very well, since it was so beaten up by the time it reached her. Wow. If it's, if it's on time, it could be beaten up. I also sold a pair of Merrill Moab hiking boots that I bought around 1994. I've moved at least five times since purchasing those boots, and probably only went hiking three or four times in the last 25 years. The woman who purchased them left a terrific review, saying they were in great condition. Well, of course they were, after very little use. Note to self, don't keep moving things that you don't use. That's a good segue into the treasure chest this week as we take a deep dive into moving. There are a lot of costs involved with moving, some small and others large, but they all add up. It's important to prepare for the move with as much time as you can give yourself. Studies have shown that moving is up there with a death in the family when it comes to stress, so planning ahead is very important. If you're selling your home, begin interviewing realtors. Ask what they charge for commission. In many cities, it's up to 5-6% of the sale price. Some are as low as 3%, but remember, you get what you pay for. Whatever the fee, you can negotiate. Ask how many homes or condos they've sold over the last year. Why should you hire them? Another good question is to ask about their marketing plan in selling your home. Will they send out email blasts and spend on postcard mailings? Also, decide on the contract time frame. It can be anywhere from three to six months. If your place doesn't sell on that time and you let the listing lapse, just know that your phone will begin ringing off the hook from realtors all over the country at all hours of the day, wanting you to give them the listing. It's extremely annoying, and actually, it should be illegal. The first thing you should begin doing is thin out your wardrobe. Decide what you need and what can go, including shoes. Those hiking boots, for instance, should have been sold a long time ago, but instead, I dragged them around to four apartments and my condo. Yesterday, a potential buyer came to see my place. She came with her mom, and they loved it. They were here for over half an hour. My realtor later told me that they loved everything about it, except it didn't have enough closet space for all of her clothing. Just the one girl is living here. I was kind of stunned. The guest room has a 10-foot wide closet with sliding doors and two shelves that span the entire length of the closet. The master bedroom has a walk-in closet, which is also my studio, and a separate wardrobe closet. And there's another 10-foot-wide closet with shelving when you walk inside my place. I'm thinking, maybe she needs to thin out the wardrobe? I mean, who's going anywhere these days and needs that much clothing to wear? So yes, get rid of shoes and clothing you don't need before you move. Actually, sell, donate, or give away anything. As Marie Kondo says, doesn't make you happy or give you pleasure or something like that. Just let it go. Get rid of it. If you're hiring professional movers, start getting estimates as soon as possible. You wanna be sure the movers you hire are licensed, bonded, and insured. The average cost for packing and moving a one to four bedroom house coast to coast can run anywhere from $6,000 to $10,000. And remember to have some cash to tip the movers. The average formula for tipping is $5 per hour per mover. So if it takes four hours to load the truck, give the movers 20 bucks each. If it takes eight hours, you got bigger problems, but then it's $40 per mover. And if you're planning to move yourself, like with a U-Haul and your friends, well, best of luck with that and Godspeed. (coughs) Decide what furniture to bring with you and what can be sold or given away. In my place, both mattresses will be put to the curb since they are each over 10 years old and will take up too much room in the truck. I'll also be leaving my barbecue and small patio set, all of which have some major areas of rust anyway. In many cities, you can dial 311 for large bulky item curbside pickup services, which is free. I know the patio set and barbecue will be taken away by someone in the neighborhood before the city picks them up. I have some plants that I'll be giving to a friend since they can't come with me. The plants won't survive the move and definitely won't survive in a different climate. You'll need boxes, so save them from purchases and ask friends for any extra boxes they may have. I've also seen many postings on nextdoor.com where people give away boxes from their own moves. So keep an eye out on community sites like that. Are you shipping your car or will you buy one when you get to your new home? It can cost about $1,200 to $1,500 to ship your car coast to coast. If you're driving yourself, add up the gas, motel, and food costs to get you across the country. It's probably a lot less than $1,200. But, if you've got a less-than-reliable vehicle, the cost of a breakdown somewhere near Nowheresville, Texas could cost you a lot more than $1,200 to fix. If you have pets and will be flying to your new home, start looking into how to move your furry friends safely and as trauma-free as possible. The FAA has now changed its rules on animals inside the cabin, so check with the specific airline you plan to fly to know all of their requirements. Make sure your pets are up to date on all vaccinations and see the vet within 10 days of your flight. Each airline has different rules, but you'll definitely have to pay out for a vet visit and documentation to show the airline. There are also additional fees to bring your pet on board. At a certain point, you'll need to cancel utilities and change the billing address so your final bills get to you. Not that you really want them to, but you have to pay them. Return any modems, routers, and whatnots from the cable company if you haven't already cut the cord yet. Cancel any local subscriptions, like a gym membership that's in recurring payment. Change your mailing address with the post office at USPS.gov. It can take time for this to take effect, so make sure you give yourself enough time so your mail doesn't get held up in the wrong place. Organize the accommodations you'll be staying in between leaving and moving in. You'll probably get there before your furniture does. On the other end of the move, have utilities set up in your name and schedule the date for your internet to be installed. Everyone gives out keys to their place to family, friends, housekeepers, pet sitters and other workers and invariably they won't get all of those keys back. Have a locksmith change the locks in your new home as soon as possible and make extra keys. There's a lot of change in the air. While change is good, it can also be very stressful as you navigate a new town, new way of doing things and create your new routine. Moving can be emotionally and physically exhausting so take care of yourself. If you plan ahead, You can save money, time, and manage the stress. That's all for Thrifty Times Podcast this week. Please send me your questions and comments to allison at thriftytimespodcast.com. That's Allison with one L, because two L's are a waste. A-L-I-S-O-N. I would love to hear from you. You can check out some of the items I spoke about today on Thrifty Times Podcast Instagram page. Until next time, stay thrifty and keep digging for treasure.